Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Show Me How Good It Gets. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're up to. I'm glad you're tuning in. I'm thrilled about our guest today. Her name is Jenny Johnson, and she is an internet friend I've had for quite a while. She is a culture and food writer, also a TikToker, also hosts a podcast called Cageless, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, I was on her podcast a while back, I think February, March of this year, and that was the first podcast I was ever on. So this is this is pretty full circle. I've split up today's episode into two parts. I'm releasing them both, but the first part does have to do with body image, recovering from an eating disorder, stuff like that. And I know that can be quite triggering to listen to. And I, I wanted to make the space for people who w- want to skip over that and go directly to part two, which is completely, completely understandable. But I've wanted to talk about body image for quite a while now. Um, and I was, I think, looking for the perfect guest to do it with. And she is the perfect guest. So I hope you get something out of this episode or the next, whatever you feel like today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, shoot me a DM if there's other stuff you want me to cover and other guests you want me to have on. But for now, enjoy my conversation with Jenny Johnson. I was trying to go back to when I first found you on the internet and like what stuck out to me the most. You were really beautiful and I loved your haircut. I remember that. And then the second thing was that you said this thing, please heal loudly. And I thought that was so beautiful because that's what we're all trying to do, right? Like when we're posting about our emotions, it's like so vulnerable to actually put yourself out there. What are the biggest things you think you've had to heal from and how has talking about it online shaped that journey for you if you feel comfortable sharing? Sure. Well, that's the issue here, babe, is that I always feel comfortable sharing. (laughs) It's the people in my life that are like, wow, are you sure you wanted to talk about that? I'm like, yeah, you know what? But I think that, uh, as my, uh, one of my like writing heroes says, Elizabeth Gilbert, like the health of the world has to do with the health of each individual on it. And so as a person of faith, uh, of, of Christian faith, I, try to act in a way that it's like, I want all of us to feel hope. I want all of us to feel love and safe and healed because I believe that that's like our reason to be on this earth. And so I have found that, that whenever I talk about my ailments and shortcomings and the things that I have struggled with and aim to overcome other people kind of like raise their hand slowly. And they're like, me too. Like, I didn't know that anyone else felt that way. And when I was growing up, a lot of the things that I struggled with, I was kind of told to be quiet or like, I was told to like, let's sweep that under the rug, which I come from somewhere that's, uh, I don't know if everywhere in America is like this, but I come from the deep South where everything is like, put a smile on your face, even if like everything is going wrong, sweep it under the rug. Don't talk about it. Keep going. And I just, I guess decided that 
like I said, there's a lot of power when you bring things into the light and whenever you can talk about them openly, um, and you ask about specifics, like something that I have struggled with that it's kind of impossible to be secretive about (laughs) because it has to do with the way that you look is, um, I've struggled with anorexia my entire life and, you know, in accordance to fluctuation of my weight and the way that I look and the way that I've acted any type of disorder or addiction, it's almost impossible to keep a secret because it affects the people around you. And so I, I guess I just like, (laughs) I say woke up. I, I ended up in the hospital at a point in my life, several points in my life. And I guess the last time within the past five years, I was kind of like, I don't want to be this way anymore. Like, I don't want to keep hiding in secret. And like, even though everyone, like, it's like, we all know, like, we all know what, what we're going through. If it's like visual to that point. And I'm like, I have been helped by other women who have decided to speak up. And so I might as well, at least try to find some friends that are also struggling with the things that I am. And so that's kind of how TikTok started because I like wanted to find community. Like I wanted to find other people who were struggling with mental health, physical health, spirituality, things that like, like I said, we all just struggle with. So that was a really long-winded answer. (laughs) No, that's what I want. I want long-winded. And I think it's also so hard when something is so visible because you feel like you're being judged about it, even if that's not what people are seeing. Like every time you step out of the house, every time you're doing anything, it becomes like this weight on your shoulders, right? And when you finally get to talk about it, it's a whole new world. And and how did you find other people that were either struggling through the same thing or had come out the other side? And how did that help you along the way? Yeah. So um, I'm sure that that you've heard of like 12-step programs and mm-hmm. like Alcoholics Anonymous. There's also a program called Eating Disorders Anonymous. And so I had joined that and it was insane because it was like, all of us were like me too. You know, it's like, none of us are actually crazy. And I am absolutely an advocate and and I don't even have the grounds to stand on of like advocate for pharmaceutical medicine. I'm an advocate for, you know, mental health professionals and like go to therapy. You need to see a professional doctor because we're all humans. You, you got one body, you got one model, you need to have a professional help you, but also you, people thrive in community. And I believe that, that humans were created not to be in isolation. And so I found that whenever I started talking about things, especially with girls, like any girl under the age of 25, it was like, wait, all of us are, have fallen a victim to the culture that we've been raised in. And also like there is family trauma and there is just like the way that we were raised so many of us consume the same things when we were growing up. And, and whenever you can talk about it, it's crazy how much healing comes when you literally just open your mouth and open your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The power of community and the power to know, like someone else has also slipped up. Someone else has also healed. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's possible Mm -hmm. for you too. And kind of in that vein of like this culture we live in, I don't think I've talked to a single woman in the past decade who has not fallen victim to some kind of um, body image issue because Mm -hmm. of the media. I mean, we can blame it on so much stuff and it's it's a perfect storm there. Yeah. There's not, there's not one thing. 
there's not one thing, and I hate to even just blame it on on the media because it's you know the way we're, the way we're raised from such a young age. I remember in my elementary school we had to take like singing lessons and like a music class, and I remember none of the girls wanted to like sing loudly and let their stomach out, and we're like wow. elementary schoolers. I mean, just it's so drilled into us in places that I could not even unravel if I tried, right? And so now existing on the internet. When people make comments about the way you look all the time, people make comments about the way other people look all the time. How do you walk through that filth and come out the other side? Like, what barriers are you putting up for yourself? How are you grappling with everything in the world to protect yourself? I'm going to be honest. I have had to cut a lot of consumption out of my life. Mm-hmm. And it has done a, I have done a lot of retraining and it has, <laughs> I saw like a, an old, uh, old friend yesterday and she was like, oh, like, it looks like you're doing really great in terms of like my professional life. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you didn't see me crying this morning, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it just becoming aware that like, it's, it's the oldest saying and we've all heard it, but like nothing on the internet is real. Like mm-hmm. no pictures that people are taking are perfectly candid because we have been wired even in an age, in a culture of like hyper-realism, you know, like the whole Emma Chamberlain wave of like showing up with acne on your face or what it's like still so much of it is fabricated we are a generation of which like I'm kind of in the middle between Gen Z and millennial, but we're too fucking smart. Like we know how to manipulate and that's, it's a scary place. But whenever you can recognize that you, whatever you're consuming has been manipulated, it kind of takes its power away. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh wait, none of us are perfect. None of us are fabricated to always look a certain way. And I was actually talking to my nutritionist this morning about how, you know, you were talking about like stomachs and like how, and we could go into the history of it because I have obviously done a lot of research and and a lot of deep diving into it. But like, there was like the Kate Moss era of Mm -hmm. like early 2000s, late 1990s, that it was like, it was really hyper fixated on to be very thin, right? Mm -hmm. Be very blonde and thin and palatable. And now we are kind of in the era of a little more full, a little bit more Marilyn, a little bit more. Um, I'm trying to think of like other, what's the other TikTok uh, uh, girl? What's her name? Um, the, the really, the most popular girl on TikTok. Char, Char, no, it's not Charlie. It's Addison Ray. Yes. Addison Ray. <laughs> so like, we, we like, we like look at Addison Ray and we think like, oh, well like that, that girl looks like a certain way or she weighs a certain weight. And it's like, you have to recognize that trends are always changing. And whenever you're trying to manipulate your body to look a certain way, you are going to, I guess, unrecognize your humanity. And you're going to be like, well, I look really bloated right now. I'm not supposed to look really bloated. And it's like, actually, babe, like you're a human that like retains water at different phases in your hormonal cycle. It's, it's all about becoming realistic and accepting the reality of your body and the reality of your limitations. And the internet is, is limitless. So just like that recognition. Yeah. I always try to remind myself that like, 
bodies can't be trends, right? Like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. And it's just something that marketing campaigns are really profiting off of. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you feel like you're in the Truman Show sometimes and everything around you is being manipulated for you to feel a certain way, to feel a certain sense of reality that just like simply does not exist because the only right. thing that exists is like you and your body. And how are you now with like, the whole idea of like intuitive eating, for example, and balancing that out with like health and fitness. Like there's so many contradictory messages we're constantly getting about food in our bodies. And how do you sift through all that to figure out what works for you? Well, for me personally, I think that, uh, I mean, even like I said, my healing journey has been, recovery has been kind of the past five years. And I think at this point, every day is a new opportunity to learn specifically in the past six months, traveling in different cultures outside of my American culture, even though I've lived in different parts of the United States, watching other people, I think that we can all learn from one another and recognizing that if something is hurting you, like any type of belief in your head that you've been taught by religion, that you've been taught by your parents, that you've been taught by your your television screen, that you've been taught by your friends. It doesn't always have to be that way. Other things exist and things are also always changing. And like as a woman, things are always changing in your body, always. And in I think growing up not that I had like an existential growth spurt Actually, I guess I kind of did, but at 26, I'm about to be 27. Like I, to be completely candid, I like lost my period for years and it was very evident that like my body was not getting the, the nutrients that, that it craved and that it needed to operate on a biological level. And so like learning from other women in different cultures, of like, how are they treating their bodies? How are they treating their lives? How are they respecting themselves? What kind of things are they consuming like through their eyes and through their mouths and through their ears? Because holistically is, is, I have found that holistic health is so much more sustainable and like learning to listen to your intuition and learning to listen to, this sounds so meta, but like listen to the the vibrations around you and the people around you rather than anything, anything toxic, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's such a hard battle. Just like constantly. So right? hard. To tune So hard. Out. Yeah. Yeah. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I get so many how, how have you? How have, how have you navigated it? Because you, you uh, I think like as a woman of color, it's probably a very different experience. It is. And I think that, I mean, I, I've obviously gone through phases where I have very different relationships with my body. And especially like, I don't, like everyone says like, oh, you go through puberty once. My body is still changing. I'm 22. And I talk to mm. people older and their body is still changing. Yeah. And it is so unrealistic to look back at pictures of yourself from earlier in your life and be like, oh, I look so good. And, and I think that is something I struggle with a lot is like, oh, look at me then. And it's like, oh, of course I don't look the same I did at 19. That would be weird. That would be really it strange. Would be so freaking weird. And like right? the way that our, I don't, I don't, I think that it isn't just like our culture. I think it's the world and like awful, but like, why is aging so demonized? Which like we can go into the beauty myth and we can go into, it's like, it's such a tool of control over women, but yes. Yeah. No, I completely agree that like comparing yourself to your younger self. Also, why would you want to be younger? I I don't, I I have so much wisdom that I did not have at 19 at 19. I was crying over someone who didn't feel the same way about me. Like, you know, it's just, I'm a different person now. The way I try to think about body image is like, I'm spending so much time thinking about that thing when I could be thinking about a thousand other things, right? It's a waste. It's yeah. It's a waste of my brilliant, beautiful mind is the way I like to think about it. And I'm not friends with anyone for their body. I'm not friends with anyone for the way they look. And my friends aren't friends with me for the way I look. Mm. Right. So I, it's a, it's a constant kind of talking to yourself mm-hmm. and I've nowhere near perfected it. Um, and I think everyone's relationship with food is constantly evolving, but I think like so many of my best memories have to do around food with my friends, mm-hmm. laughing, drinking, eating our favorite things. And why would I rob myself of that joy? Right. Of like, look like waking up the next morning and be like, oh, I should not have eaten that whole pot. Like, why am I doing that to myself when I, that is the thing that brings me joy? And so I've tried to, one thing that really helped me actually was weightlifting. And I now recommend it to everyone because it's such a retraining of like, I don't want to be smaller. I don't, I want to be that's stronger. Right. And that's helped me in a lot of my friends because I think growing up weightlifting was very like a man's thing. Mm-hmm. And now kind of telling myself like I should feed myself because then I can lift more because then I can see like muscles form I can like that is such a gratifying experience versus the kind of exercise we were taught at a young age of just like women do cardio to be smaller yeah and that's the thing is like if you think about it on a literal level like a literal physical level when women are smaller we're we're easier to push down Mm -hmm. we're easier we are easier to physically harm were easier to pick up and put out. And whenever you mentally can go grow stronger, like the whole, if I have heard freaking pop Pilates say a thousand times, like (laughs) it's all about like your, your like mind body connection. Yeah, it is when you're working out, but it's, it's, it's more than that, you know, like weightlifting, like you can weightlift 
more in your life when you weightlift more at the gym. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. And I think back to the olden times where women were like pushed into these like corsets that you couldn't breathe in and they would be fainting all the time. So it's because they didn't want them, them to, right. Yeah. Like it's because they wanted them to be weak. Yeah. You know, it's so much potential energy. And I think of, mm-hmm. that's what I try to, um, every time I have like a weird body image day, I go like control alt delete mm. new thing, like new string of emotions. And I'm trying to rewire my brain. And of course it's not a perfect process. And I, I also don't want to take out the nuance of like, if you need professional help, please get professional help. Absolutely. Like I, I haven't needed that. And like, so I don't want my advice to, you know, put people into like, ah, oh, just a reframing because it's mm-hmm. often not. Um, but kind of for me, that's what helped. And it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to talk about. I always get nervous to talk about it on public platforms because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but like, right. it's this huge thing we're all grappling with and often alone. Mm, yep. And I have also found that even, yes, I'm an advocate for professional help if you have access to that kind of health care, but there, there are free resources. And I have found that the more research that I have done on a academic level, learning about science and like learning about that my, my disorder is valid because it has been noted down and it has been studied not as much as I think that it should have like addiction in general, which addiction and disorders are different, but allow yourself to like validify your experience, you know, and, and that comes with other people that, you know, with other people saying me too, I've experienced this, but like also you're not crazy. You're not crazy. Whatever you're feeling is true because you're feeling it. And also Emotions only last 90 seconds. So if you can get through those 90 seconds and recognize what you are feeling, it goes away typically. Like I said, professional help is is super, super helpful. But yeah, I think that's awesome that you that you've learned to like recognize and let go. Yeah. And it's a constant process. I think about like women who get pregnant and deliver a child and then have an entirely new relationship with their body, mm-hmm. right? Like and I think it'll keep changing, but I think having the tools to kind of talk yourself down from those really bad moments is mm-hmm. so crucial. And I, I like to also surround myself with people who don't trigger those like bad feelings in me. That's right. That's right. You I, are who you hang out with. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I, that is a piece of advice I will give people freely in my DMs is like, oh, my friend makes me feel bad about this thing or how much I eat or like that. Eve. You don't need that. It's just because any you have to do so much more rewiring of your brain after something like that, that it's just not mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. Right. Right. Versus if you're just hanging out with people who love you and think, yeah, you're like a sparkly, shiny diamond. Right. Then you're more likely to feel that way about yourself. That's like right. Which I also think that I have fallen a victim to as much as I think that you should have peers that are open about what they're struggling with be being careful not to be in this like complaining cycle or like this, like we're not like the blind leading the blind type thing. It is uh it's, it's a fine line. So like finding people that champion you, but you can also be candid with and like mm-hmm. find accountability with, uh, with your emotions and whatever you're going through is also really important and something that I wish I would have learned earlier. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at Show Me How Good It Gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is 
at MalvikaBot, and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Um, Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.